Thanks for checking out the Tennessee Holler Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com to help us fearlessly yell the truth about Tennessee. And be sure to subscribe to the growing family of Holler Podcasts while you're there. You can also follow the Holler on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TN Holler. Tennessee. 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 Lord, I've really been real Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Holler Hour. Um, I am here with a couple of professors from Tennessee Tech who I'll introduce in just a second. But before we get going, um, I just wanted to plug once again, as usual, um, you know, the fact that we are we are user supported and um, and we we are expanding all over the state. We've got hollers that are you know popping up. It seems like every other week. It's really awesome, and that's all because of the support that you all give us. Um, you know, your monthly donations really, really help us out and keep us going. And just remember, if you if you are able to, and if you haven't yet, head to our website, uh, www.tnholler.com, shoot us a donation. And if you donate at least 10 bucks monthly or more, we'll send you one of these awesome holler hats. And um, yeah, and they come in a variety of colors. So definitely do that if you haven't yet. And um, yeah, thank you so much for supporting us. All right. Well, let's get into it without further ado. Um, so once again, I've got a couple of professors, uh, Dr. Julia Gruber uh, from uh, from Tennessee Tech and also Professor Andrew Smith. Um, and they are bro- both embroiled in a controversy because of their anti-racist action, which we're going to um, get into. And we're going to hear all the details about that. Um, but first, um, how are how are you all doing today <laughs> in the midst of all of this? Well, I'm I'm good. My dog has decided to bark now. Sorry, <laughs> no problem. Silent all day, but now she's barking. <laughs> we, um, um, Cassie, it's been a wild ride, but we're glad to be with you. Thank you. Yes, yes, definitely glad to have you all. So, um, so would you just just to kind of intro and give some context? What are your positions at Tennessee Tech? Like, what do you teach? You know, um, what are what are your positions, and how long have you both been teaching there? I know it's I know it's been a while between the two of you. Yeah, so I came to Tennessee Tech in 2008, and um, I am an associate professor of German, so I teach everything German. Um, I take students abroad to Berlin and Vienna uh, almost every year. Um, I do theater. I bring, you know, diverse speakers on campus. I do. I wear lots of hats. I've done a lot of service, and um, I was also the uh, president of AUP, which is, you know, the watchdog Um it's, it's an organization for American university professors. And um, in, in that position, I you know, have made myself vulnerable several times because I criticize openly. And um, I think, you know, I'm also from Austria, so I'm not from around here. And um, I'm a woman, so um, people don't like it when I express my opinion. <laughs> Yep, I know how that feels. <laughs> um, how about you? I, uh, how about you, Professor Smith? Yeah, so I hope that we don't lose the call. I'm out, out and about. I was coming home from the big city of Nashville, where I went to go see a buddy for some self care and to get some groceries and uh, some some books. And uh, I'm in a parking lot because there was a major slowdown in traffic. I'd hope to be at my computer at home, and I hope that my my audible's coming through. I hear you guys find the pictures are a little fuzzy, but um, I've been an instructor of English at Tennessee Tech since 2001, uh, and I 
was tenured in 2011, and I also uh, then pursued a second vocation in theology and religious studies. I'm a pastor and a preacher of the good news for the poor and for the oppressed, and therefore I uh, am a theologian credentialed by Vanderbilt University. I started teaching religious studies uh, around 2014. I teach a class on Martin Luther King Jr. and the nonviolent civil rights movement from a theological and rhetorical perspective. Uh, talk about the Bible in, in class. I'm a, a pop culture studies guy, rock and roll studies. I do uh, activism in all its forms. I've also um, presented on, you know, you 2 and the Grateful Dead and I do poetry. I'm a published author. I do open mic nights. Um, I have, uh, you know, a lot of energy, they tell me. They call me the Energizer Bunny. And so uh, I just stay as busy as I possibly can, sleep when I need to. And um, But I, be I believe in what Dr. King called the beloved community, which is a multiracial, uh, feminist, uh, anti-war world where we respect Mother Earth. And uh, in, the, in, in the America post-2016, under the uh, uh, regime that we've has recently ended, we haven't been living in the, into the beloved community. We've been living into a, a resurgence of, of white nationalism, white supremacy. And my heart hurts for black and brown people, for the young man who was murdered in Knoxville uh, the other day in the high school bathroom, and for uh, the boy who was murdered in Chicago, a 13-year-old boy with his hands up. Hands up, don't shoot. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. And when we have colleagues that don't respect black lives and don't respect brown lives and don't respect uh, 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 the diversity and inclusion that is in the mission statement of any public institution of higher education, we got to speak up. We got to speak out. We got to stand up and step out. And uh, there are sometimes there are consequences uh, for those kinds of activities. But, uh, you know, uh, Dr. King always said you have to accept the consequences of your actions. And so if they will discipline us for this, we, we certainly hope that we don't get disciplined. Uh, we don't feel any discipline is necessary, but uh, we'll, we'll stand for whatever the consequences are of our actions. And we won't be silent. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite uh, preachers, the Reverend Otis Moss III from uh, Chicago, Trinity United Church of Christ, you might have heard of that because that was uh, Jeremiah Wright's church, the, you know, goddamn yes. America sermon in 2008. Well, uh, yeah. Reverend Moss said uh, th that when they when they killed Jesus, they forgot to shut his mouth. Uh, uh, and he was up on the cross still preaching. So I don't care what they throw at us. I don't care what they do. Uh, I ain't scared of nobody in Cookville. <laughs> and I love Cookville. And I love Tennessee Tech so much that I would be willing to tell um, our colleagues that we aren't you know, ain't going to let nobody turn us around is what they used to sing back in the day. And ain't nobody's going to turn Julia Gruber around. Uh, they've tried. They've been trying. And I, you know, what? Um, that picture you threw up with me on the screen, Cassie, I have to say that was in, during my button down phase. Uh, my hair was short and my, my shirt was all buttoned up. And um, <laughs> yeah, the, the COVID hair has come out. And, uh, um, the, I you know, that. The, the filter, the filter has been turned off. Lord have it. mercy. They're, they're going to have a verdict on Derek Chauvin within the next couple right. of days. And right. uh, Lord, Lord have mercy on the people of the United States of America for the sin of white supremacy and institutional yeah. racism. And, and, and a, a change is going to come. And uh, uh, we want Tennessee Tech to be on the right side of history for its black and brown students and colleagues and faculty uh, and speak up against racism. And for them to actually imply that that it was Professor Gruber and I that was creating hostility at our campus. Um, I, I think that was a miss, uh, a misstep 
by the Human Resources Department to actually bring charges against us. And in mm -hmm. the investigative memorandum, they didn't even investigate TPUSA. They just investigated me and Julia. I don't even think, I don't right, even see how right. that's fair. Well, let's let's back up just a little bit, just because uh, I don't know if all of our listener base knows exactly what happened. Sure. Um, but that's I, I definitely I mean, it's 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 funny how re human resources work sometimes <laughs> and who they and who they protect. But, um, you know, not not a necessarily a blanket statement, but definitely sounds like that might be the case here. Uh, but, yeah, if you all would just give some context as to exactly what happened. Um, so there's a controversy um, that you're embroiled in at Tennessee Tech, as you said, um, because um, you all distributed a flyer about a professor who is also a Putnam County commissioner, Andrew Donatio. And um, he's also um, a member of the um I believe the Putnam County Republican Party. He and he's the chair. Um, most most uh, relatedly, um, he's the chair of the or head or whatever you call it <laughs> of the Turning Point USA chapter. You know Charlie Kirk's racist organization um, at um, Tennessee. It's the Tennessee Tech chapter. Um, is that what it is for the local chapter? Yeah, and he's technically the faculty advisor. There's an article in Inside Higher Ed that came out today, and he explained what the faculty. So there's students that run this organization, but he's their advisor. Okay. But um, you can't sign off on a group that you're not sympathetic to. So like I'm a of Presbyterian course. preacher. I'm the Presbyterian advisor. I'm a, I, I vote on the blue. So I'm the Democrats advisor. Julia is the advisor for a great club. Yeah. I'm, I'm the advisor of German club and the Lambda uh, coalition. So oh, I'm right. You know, so yeah. you, you do the advisor of the NAACP. So you don't, you don't sign up to be the advisor of a club that you're not sympathetic right. to their mission. So, so what, so what, so what exactly happened? So what, so you put this, uh, describe, you know, the flyer and then what happened afterwards? Well, well, let's back up a little bit because I think okay. what's really important is, um, our involvement in the, um, all good ra racist school mascot removal mm. <laughs> activism. So, um, I had never met uh, AJ Donadio until I went to a school board meeting um, at in Cookville, and um, it was to um, attend the meeting where they discussed uh, the formation of a committee uh, to discuss whether or not that you know those two school mascots should be removed, um, and especially the one in Allgood Middle School, which is the Redskin mascot which the rest of the country is now finding out is very racist so we're removing right. it and replacing it but you know i thought it might be time to do that here and so i initiated a, a petition petition last summer and we met with the director of schools and we attended school meetings so there was some some motion going on um and we were hopeful and we is a you know fairly small group but it's growing we have 4000 uh, signatures on that petition to remove the the mascot we have a local businessman who came forward and said he would foot a portion of the replacement costs um so there are people you know not just like a very small handful of people but there's you know there there are lots of people now who think that might be a good idea and so at the school board meeting that i attended where i met uh, mr donario um, the school board decided to shut this whole thing down. They um, they they didn't even f want to form a committee. And when the school board member for all good read her statement and declared that she was herself a very proud red redskin, which you know I just don't even want to say that word because it's offensive. It is defined in the dictionary as a racial slur. It's a problematic word. Um, Mr. Donario and his two friends who are also county commissioners started clapping and cheering and they were very mm. loud and it was really chilling 
as I said in in the interview with Inside Higher Ed, um, and you know it was like a punch in the gut, and it was right behind me, and I felt him breathing down my neck. I mean, it was mm. really uncomfortable. And my very good friend um, and uh, Native American Sayoda King and his wife and his two children who are, go to schools in Putnam yeah. County, and my daughter who's 11, who goes to all good middle school, we were all there and we all agreed this was offensive. Mm -hmm. there, was no, there was no dialogue because uh, the county commissioners who were very happy about this decision rushed out, whereas the other people who were very disappointed stayed in. So there was no discussion there, no civil uh, interaction between um, Mr. Donadio and, and mm. us, right? He right. just he just almost ran out of that meeting. He got what he wanted, and so he was out. And so I told um, Andrew about this um, encounter, and before that, we had also found out that he had uh, sponsored this um, student group at Tech, and mm -hmm. there were several uh, Tennessee Tech uh, faculty senators who were not happy about this group and who uh, wanted to know more information and felt that they had misrepresented what they are really about, Mm -hmm. uh, and so there was some kind of, you know, um, some some movement there to like not uh, have them because there are campuses in the United States who have denied that group to become a, a, an official student group because of their content and because of what they say and because they are considered a hate group. And do we really need a hate group on campus? And you know, we have the young Republicans. If conservative students want to join that group, I think it's already, you know, we are a very conservative area, a very conservative campus. I don't think we need another group that has that kind of content. Um, so there was some resistance to this group. And then I, when I told Andrew, Andrew made the flyer. And the next day I was still really shaken up by, by, by this event, that school board meeting. And I put the flyer in the nursing building. Um, and, you know, I stand by that. It's it's uh, some harsh language that you know was not typical of Andrew, but um, I don't see how he lied on that flyer. I you know, as when I told him that I uh, had been notified, um, and I was kind of surprised to get this notification of another investigation because I have been investigated before for um, lesser things, like you know, based on an uh, anonymous student complaint. Um, I was investigated for eight months for that. Um, and it didn't go anywhere. Um, but I told him and he said, well, I will go with you. And, you know, I, I take full responsibility and, and you know, they're just going after you again. And um, and then he said, hold on. I got the same. <laughs> I got the same notification. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So we are in this together. Right. So right. I, I feel that our friendship, you know, has strengthened through all of this. Um I have had students reach out to me and they were behind me and, you know, our voices are necessary. I don't think we committed a crime by practicing our right to free speech. Mm -hmm. um, if Turning Point USA and if hate preachers and all kinds of strange individuals are welcome on our campus and exercise their freedom of speech, so can liberal, outspoken, critical, anti-racist professors. We are we have the same right to protest. I don't feel I harassed anyone with this flyer. It's a piece of paper, right? I'm not putting anyone's lives at risk with a flyer. Whereas mm -hmm. you know, some people shoot themselves on our campus 
you know, they shoot into the, you know, not, they don't want to, but they trigger, you know, they, they can't handle their gun, but nothing happens to them. I mean, some people could kill people on our campus. Andrew and I would never hurt a fly. You know, that's mm -hmm. established. So to be the target of an investigation that's been going on for over 50 days, it's stressful, it's costly, and it's completely unnecessary. You know, this, mm -hmm. is this is taxpayer money we're wasting on something that could have, like, if we had a functioning, um, you know, HR system, then we would have been invited to a, a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. if, if someone right. put up a flyer, you know, people have called me many things in this community. If I have a problem with someone who calls me a name, I pick up the phone or I shoot them a message and say, can we, if that person matters to me in any way, mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. But I don't run to the police and file a police report like that person is a criminal. I don't. Right. I think that for someone who runs, who is part of an organization like Turning Point USA, I must say he has very thin skin. <laughs> you know? No, I think that's that, a good that point. A, yeah. That a flyer would upset him this much because, I mean, he goes after, if you look at that watch list for liberal professors, there's mostly women on there, mostly mm -hmm. uh, Muslim women. Uh, some Jewish men, there's hardly any Christian white males on that list. Right, right. So they have, they target people, they harass people, they um, probably record their professors in, in, you know, in the classroom and, and then, you know, these professors get targeted and that's not comfortable. I understand it's not comfortable, but I don't feel that this man was targeted at all. He's, he, everyone's coming to his defense, Right. Yeah. So that's a and that's a problem. So it's not really a personal thing I have. It's more, you know, what this stands for. Why are we being targeted when this organization violates probably several uh policies themselves? They're harassing, they're discriminating. Yeah. I so mean that's I don't feel I'm doing that because he's not a protected class, right? A white male with racist views is not protect is not a protected group. Mm-hmm. He's right. not protected. I can't discriminate against him because he's not, you know, he doesn't yeah, need I mean, they, they, they hold the power, protection. you know. He doesn't need protection, really. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think you made a lot of really good points there. And it's uh, it's so interesting to see when they apply freedom of speech and when they don't, <laughs> when they apply the rights granted by the First Amendment and when they choose not to. Um, and also just like, you know, the the fact that like, you know, anybody is free to say whatever they want, but that doesn't mean that they don't get, you know, retaliation or criticism for it. And so when they're, you know, turning point, I mean, you can just a quick Google search would bring up a, a, an insane amount of racist instances. I mean, the, the watch list alone, the professor watch list alone is a great example of that. And just things that their employees and people like adherents have said, um, you know, there's just Again, a Google search would give you a million results. Um, I, I just did a cursory search Cassie, right before Cassie, this. The, the main, the main Tennessee professor is, a, a believe, part time at TSU. Mm -hmm. Is the Reverend Al Sharpton, and that's whose name pops up when you look for Tennessee people on that list. So they're mm -hmm. targeting an HBCU. I mean, how right. obvious is that that they would charge? And Reverend Al Sharpton. I mean, the man's a national treasure. So, I mean, right. it's 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 not. It's not complicated, but um, we have challenged our lawyer and even in his rebuttal, he challenges uh, the uh, adversary here, the accuser, to denounce white supremacy, to denounce institutional racism. And in his 
he has not yet done that in his uh, media appearances. In the Inside Higher Ed article today, he tried to uh, denounce racism by saying that he doesn't judge somebody on the, I think he used the word melanin content. This is a fundamental misunderstanding of what wow. race is in America. Race is a social construct, and it is a system of power and privilege that benefits white people. That's what racism is. And race was invented by white people to establish this system of oppression and of stratification. There, there, there is no um, – this idea that, that, that racism is some individual uh, – uh, proclivity uh, about about uh, tone. I mean, um, it, it's it's what I what I've tried to teach my students is is that in this society, race is a construct, but racism is real, and and it's that system right. of benefit. And um, I mean, just the recent uh, surveys that have come out, uh, in depth uh, studies of traffic stops in America. Um, the you know basically we're living in a society where there's a crisis uh, in being a person of color where it is literally like unsafe to walk outside your home. Um, I, I I when I was younger I um, was not a nice guy like I mean like I, I might still not be a nice guy according to some of my colleagues but you know I'm a recovered alcoholic that means I'm in sobriety I practice a twelve step program to live a sober life day day by day but when I was in my active addiction you know I I did some pretty rough stuff. Uh, you know, such as driving intoxicated, such as driving without a license, such as driving on expired plates, uh, you know, things that could have gotten me killed if I were uh, a, a black man in America. Um, mm. This this is such a uh, I mean, the evidence of of systemic racism is so out of control and violent, violent uh, retribution for being a young black person uh, is is so, you know, the war. You know, they talk a lot about the Civil War and these people talk a good I'm saying these uh, these January 6 types, they talk a real good game about their, their Civil War. But but but, you know, uh, the war was declared against uh, uh, the protesters last summer. So we had an incident of police brutality. The, the society said we're going to you know, heal from this by having police reform. And so we're going to march peacefully in the streets, like some 90, 90 X percent of all the protests were 100 percent peaceful. And, and how did the uh, society respond by by creating incidents of cr criminal police brutality at every single one of those rallies or most of those rallies across America um, where there was uh, just an incredible uh, deployment of, of military grade, uh, um, you know, restraint upon upon a peaceful uprising. Uh, to to demand police reform. But about mm -hmm. the situation at Tech, what happened to me on, on on February 5th is like what happened to me on January 6th, is, is my heart was broken. Um, and I I made that flyer as a act of, of rhetorical desperation. And it was meant, as, a, as, as my colleague has already said, to, to parody the, the rhetoric of, of Turning Point USA and to challenge the narrative in my town where uh, in November, 70% of my neighbors who participated in the election chose a, a white nationalist sex predator uh, um, asset of Russia, you know, a, uh, the, the person who's lied more than any executive we've ever had. Uh, you know, he, he was a disgraced, impeached twice um, leader. Um, and 70% of my neighbors, you know, um, voted for this guy. So, and, and we've had a other forms of harassment. Uh, uh, Julia mentioned that she's been harassed by the institution before. She's also been harassed by these uh, social media trolls. We've both been harassed by social media trolls for our involvement in civil rights. And so we live daily with threats now. Um, 
You know, I have had mail stuffed in my mailbox. Uh, say, it's Sayo tonight. Uh, she said, King, it's night as uh, one of the co-leaders of, of the Tennessee Indigenous Coalition with Professor Gruber. And, and he's a, a, a man of indigenous uh, descent. He's had uh, garbage thrown in his yard. Um, you know, so we're not, you know, and, and, and TPSU, uh, TPUSA uh, is a multi-million dollar organization with a lot of right. uh, deep pockets. We're not part of any organization in this context. Now, we're both members of many uh, civil rights organizations, but we made this flyer as independent citizens. And we, had, we did not do it for the fame or the glory or with money behind our back. We did it to call out an injustice. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, people say, well, it should never have been anonymous. I mean, we're living in a world where anonymous trolls created an entire religion called QAnon. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I mean, like most of the things I do in public, uh, Julia said it wasn't my normal mode of opera operations. And people keep saying, what's on the flyer? I said, no unity with racists, no free speech for racists. Right. And I've I got it right to, here. <laughs> I want to question the, the, the rationale where they say we should have free speech for racists. Right. Like, what is the rationale that we should unify around white supremacy? I mean, what is the rationale that we should uh, that there should be a neo-confederacy, you know, since it really started happening when um, uh, uh, Dylan Roof shot up that church in South Carolina? You know, th they have. They found their voice. Uh, Trump gave them their uh, I had a professor at Vanderbilt, my professor in Dr. King studies, uh, Professor Lewis Baldwin said uh, he made it OK to be a racist again. The, 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 pre the former president. Okay. Oh, be a proud racist again. Andy, slow down a little bit. Andrew, slow, slow down a little bit. <laughs> we you lost you for a second internet. there. And actually, this is a, 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 um, a good place just to pause. I'm going to bring in Wolfgang as well. Um, Wolf, Wolfgang, if you're there, I just pulled you on screen. Um, hi. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I just saw you were hanging out down there, and I'd, I'd love to hear your opinions on all of this as well. I mean, Andrew just uh, laid out um, some very some very good questions about about freedom of speech and and also just like does is it even possible for there to be a hundred percent percent freedom of speech on its face? I mean, even just the the term itself is something that has a lot of questions attached to it. And um, and also who is who 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 is a member who is part of the status quo that already has you know already has so much power behind it? Um, you know, and I, I would you know definitely include Turning Point in that status quo hundred percent. I mean, they toe the line of the people that benefit from you know. Um, just the way that our country is structured. But um, before I go on more about that, Wolfgang, what is your impression of um, of this whole situation? And um, yeah, just help give us some more context for all of this. Uh, can, uh yeah, uh, y'all can hear me, okay? Correct. Yes. Cool. All right. Um, just uh, my impressions of the whole situation. Uh, honestly, um, I'm not surprised. I have seen this type of behavior from Tennessee Tech before. Um, so, I mean, that's just, that just kind of like sums up how I've been kind of viewing the situation. Um, typically, uh, typically, uh, if you live in Cookville, if you attend tech, um, et cetera, uh, typically if you're the type of person that likes to push, you know, push things a little bit, then you're going to receive flack for, it. um, you know, tech Cookville, it has a very, uh, environment of, Con, uh, conservative leanings and also liberal leanings as well. Um, trying to uh, trying to maintain the status quo. They don't want to make anybody mad. Uh, that's why uh, that's why a whole lot of uh, 
conservative think tanks can get away with what they do on campus is because there's complicity. Um, there's com a complicit force supporting them and letting them do that. So, um, in regard, uh, in regards to the situation as a whole, I, I'm really not surprised by it. Um, I've been through, I've been through situations at tech where, uh, I have tried to push the needle, um, got a lot of back, uh, got a lot of, uh, flack for it. There's also been times where, you know, I've advocated for doing, uh, for utilizing different tactics and, you know, people weren't, and people weren't down for the tactics. So, um, ultimately, uh, ultimately, uh, just kind of summing up the situation is obviously it's not right, but it's, I'm also not surprised and it's expected. Mm. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you yourself are an activist in the area and obviously you went to Tennessee tech or what is, what is your role within, um, um, within this situation? Oh, so, uh, I, I started attend attending Tennessee tech in uh, 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, Andrew Smith, Dr. Goober, they used to be some of my professors when I was attending tech. Dr. Goober, she was my German professor. Uh, nice. Andrew Smith, he taught a class on MLK that I attended. Um, so I just graduated from Tennessee Tech uh, back in December of last mm -hmm. year, Bachelor's of Science in uh, Political Science and History. Um, I'm, I'm involved in many different organizations, NAACP, Black Alliance for Peace. I'm going, I'm going through a work study group with all African people's revolutionary party currently right now. So, um, in regards to me, uh, I try to kind of, I try to kind of get off the activist label and kind of tell people, you know, I'm mm. trying training to be a revolutionary because yeah. uh, uh, what I want in Tennessee is a major overhaul change. You know, um, I don't, I don't want like, like small reforms. Uh, right. I want, I want like a huge uh, uprooting of the issues and us addressing those issues. So uh, in, uh, in regards to uh, in regards to Tennessee, uh, currently right now, uh, you know, had to kind of dig back into my studying to to make sure I analyze the situations of what's going around in Tennessee so I can come to a proper uh, conclusion. Additionally, been setting up a political education circles because I think it is necessary for uh, Tennesseans as a whole to kind of raise our political consciousness in order to successfully address the issues that are going on around yeah. uh, at Tech and in Tennessee. So um, that's that's pretty much what I've been up to. That's awesome. That's that's very cool. Yeah. Um, and it, so I know that you said that this isn't necessarily surprising um, coming from Tennessee Tech. Do and, and this is a question if, if Andrew's still with us for any of you, um, you know, Dr. Gruber, Wolfgang, any of us or any of you. Um, but do, how, how long do you know how long the turning point chapter has been in existence um, at Tennessee Tech? Is it relatively new? Well, uh, it, it, actually, it's actually I'll let you answer that. Did, oh, um, it was um, well. It it became an official student group just this year. So oh, the, just this, this was, year. This was in January, and um, that's why I mentioned the um, the faculty senators who expressed um, concern. I see. Okay, that clarifies and, that. And and according to them, the you know they just. I don't know who presented, I guess the students um, who also filed complaints against us, um, you know, they, they misrepresented what the group is about. I mean, they just said they were, uh, like they did not mention the, the watch list or, you know, the, their right. racist, their racist um, statements that, that are all over um, their website. Yeah. So, um, 
So they can be and, racist, but you can't call out their racism. No, basically. and that is a that's my major problem with it. You know, also um, people who've said, "Well, this is too harsh," and you attack this person. Um, why is it worse to call it out than the actual thing? Like, why why is racism is condoned, but then calling out racism is a, you know is a crime? It's literally a mm -hmm. crime. And so let me. We should have, uh, Cassie, is it working now? I am so, apologize for all my technology, but keep in You're mind fine. that in, 20, in 2019, the GOP, the campus GOP hosted an event. Oh, shoot, Andrew, we're, we're losing you a little bit. I'm okay. sorry. We had you for a second. Yeah. Now we're losing you. Okay. Uh, uh, tell the story of the flyer from 2019, Julia, if you can. All right. Okay. So, so in 2019, in the fall, um, Everyone on campus received this flyer. Um, it was for, it had like uh, Pocahontas, Warren as Pocahontas and Sleepy Joe. Oh, and um, so it was, it was quite offensive. And, and um, it was an event. It was a watch party organized by the Young Republicans and Turning Point USA. So this was in 2019 mm. when they were not an official student group, but they were already on campus. Um, and several people you know, had a problem with that announcement and it was in tech time. So it was, it was broadcasted to everyone on campus. And so um, I think it was Dr. Smith, not uh, Andrew Smith, but Troy Smith, a history professor who, whose specialty is um, African-American um, history and um, also indigenous history and, and culture. And so he's also part of trying to, you know, replace the all good mascots. Mm -hmm. um, although no one listens to him, you know, he's a specialist, but they'd rather listen to Naga, which was, you know, is promoted by Turning Point USA. And those, that's a pretendian um, organization. It's like, you know, they, they pretend to be uh, Native Americans who don't mind being called racist slurs. But, you know, when you look closer, they're not even real Native Americans. They're just, they're getting paid um, to wear, you know, some cheap feathers and <laughs> they say, well, right. we, don't mind. we don't mind, you know, our our Cherokee ancestors wouldn't mind being called um, a race, race, racist slur, which is, you know, it's it's not true. It's it is an offensive term. So um, so so this this organization was on campus and, you know, was in the SGA um, Student Government Association um, before they were an officially recognized group on campus. And there's also a New Yorker article from 2017 that um, had a little graphic at the bottom. And um, it, it mentioned that Turning Point USA had declared uh, victory at Tennessee Tech in 2017. So this is four years before they become recognized as a, as a group. Mm. And, and it is the fastest growing youth group in the United States. So there's, you know, they, they packed 80 buses full of people to go to the to the Trump speech in um, at the Capitol on January 6th, 80 buses full of students. Right, right. They also, they also go to high school, um, to high schools and, um, you know, um, brainwash the kids there. I really <laughs> right. don't have a better word for it because it is brainwashing, you know? I mean, they, they question on one of the, I can't really read their stuff for too long because it's like watching Fox News. I just get really angry. So I mm -hmm. think that's why many of these people are so angry because they watch angry stuff all day. Right. But um, they were questioning Breonna Taylor's case. Like, you know, I saw that. 
was it really the wrong door? I mean, you know, it's just it's it's disrespectful when you want to be generous. You can call that disrespectful, but it's it's racist. And I would swear if I, you know, <laughs> could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we do on the show sometimes, so we feel it free is. Well, like but it. then you know, then then they file another complaint against me, so I'm not gonna swear. <laughs> life. Oh, but, yeah. But but their, their views are just to me, they're dangerous. They are um, inciting violence, um, and I'm not going to be quiet about that. You know, if that happens in my town and I can do something about it, I will. I will speak up, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's a crime. So mm-hmm. you know, we were. At first, I, you know, I really felt like I was being caught on surveillance, but that's it's not a crime to exercise your right to, to free speech. This mm-hmm. is not a crime. And so I don't feel caught. I feel that they are putting something on me that, you know, is not wrong of me to do. I think it should be actually, you know, the official charge, I think, will be capricious disregard of established professional standards. That will be the charge, right? And so I think it should be a professional standard, actually. We should add that, that as intelligent people, as people who have had 150 years of higher education and, you know, (laughs) I mean, we read all the time and we're supposed to be educated. We should, as as a profession, we should also stand up to racism. That should be part of the job description. That should be ethical. It should be expected. So right. don't come after me. Don't make me hire a lawyer every every three semesters because I I speak truth to BS. Yeah, you know. So they have a very strange view of um, freedom of speech. You know, we have a very strong uh, campus law for free speech. You can, you know, we can have hate preachers on campus who call shout the most horrible things at students. Um, we can have uh, Turning Point USA on campus. We can have a flyer that is, you know, uh, that makes fun of politicians um, in a in a really gross way. Um, we can have all this stuff that's really ugly. It's not kind, but mm-hmm. then you you can't do the same to the people who are doing it all the time because right. that that's offen- that's offensive, right? Yeah, that needs to become more normalized. So I definitely appreciate you all, you all, um, you know, speaking up. Uh, Wolfgang, what are I, I saw that you probably have some thoughts on all of that. What are what are your thoughts? Um, so if so, just to kind of put it in context, um, if people know how student groups get started on Tech's campus, it's not just like a one semester thing. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, for example, uh, when I started the NAACP chapter on campus. That took like that took like two years for it to be like an official thing because you know we had to organize people, um, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, you know, same thing. Uh, same thing with the Black Student Union at Tennessee Tech. Um, you know, we were we were able to with that one we were able to kind of speed up the process. But if we weren't if we weren't able to speed up the process, then that would have took multiple semesters to get up too. So just kind of going to their point. Um, in regards to Turning Point USA, they might have not been an official tech, uh, Tennessee Tech organization until this semester, but they've they've been they've been having meetings moving around at Tech um, before. Gotcha. So just you know, just kind of putting it in context. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, so where, just to kind of wrap things up a little bit, where do things go from here? I mean, I know you have to wait for the investigation to complete and just to kind of see, you know, if that is the charge that's indeed brought. Um, but, you know, I, and also just so both with the specific potential charge and then, um, you know, with your with your profession, but also like just the broader context of Tennessee Tech, like are there other people who are, um, you know, getting it sounds like there are other people that are getting riled up because of this and and have your backs um are there people that are going to continue the pressure and maybe student organizations that are also putting any pressure or um just kind of what's where where do things go from here on all of those fronts well you know this investigation has been going on for over 50 days now and um we did not speak publicly about it because we didn't want to interfere with the with the investigation um Maybe part of that is, you know, it's also interesting that the flyer, the, the the one flyer Andrew put up was taken down pretty much immediately. And the flyers that I put in the nursing building were collected within two hours. So on a mm -hmm. Friday and on a Saturday. So it's it's more than likely that hardly any students or anyone else saw those flyers we put up. But then after um, filing the complaint, um, Mr. Donadio himself went on this media tour and shared the flyer everywhere on social media and with conservative outlets. So he pretty much himself, um, you know, distributed it because I didn't distribute it. <laughs> Distributing right. is like handing it to everybody on campus. And I didn't do that. And neither did Andrew. So um, someone is really enjoying this attention, I think, and, you know, milking it for what it's worth. These bad liberal people are, you know, threatening me. And I don't, Again, I don't feel I did that. So um, I don't know. It's been taking a long time because, you know, the incident we mentioned earlier where a VP shoots a gun in his office, that took a week to handle. So um, the the Second Amendment is taken very seriously on our campus, and we just hope mm -hmm. that the First Amendment will be taken seriously as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah I, I don't know. Can, can you guys hear me now? Yes. I want to clarify one little bit about what you said about the investigation versus the disciplinary procedure. So first of all, um, my attorney and even Julia and I have differently interpreted the original memorandum that we received from the university. We received our original memorandum on February 24th. It was a Wednesday at about four o'clock. And that's when Julia sent it to me. And I told her I was in it with her before I even realized that I'd gotten the same memo. Even that memo implied allegations. It did not make official charges, but it implied misconduct and allegations in so much as they even invoked policy 207, which is the policy by which a tenured faculty member can be removed from the campus for adequate cause. And the policy handbook at Tennessee Tech is a password protected website with hundreds of pages and very uh, legalistic language. It is very difficult for even a um, credentialed person like ourselves to navigate all of the paperwork on that website. And mm -hmm. Mr. Holt, in his original memo, cited multiple offenses against us from multiple different policies. And he said our entire operation will fly under policy 141, which is the policy to protect women and minorities from harassment. And our attorney said to the university then, and he said it to them again in his response the other day, that uh, Professor Donatio's uh, organization in its current iteration is not a protected class. Right. 
So, um, but they concluded the internal human resources investigation on uh, last week, and they sent us a memorandum where we have been charged with a violation of policy, and it was referred to that man's supervisor, who is the vice president for finance, uh, who is not in my chain, is not in my flow chart at the university. So because she has no uh, direct supervisory authority over me, that administrator, that's a vice president. She referred it to a different vice president who is my supervisor. Dr. Lori Mann Bruce is the pro or vice president for academic affairs and it said in the memorandum we refer this matter to you for quote unquote appropriate disciplinary action it is undetermined yet whether provost bruce will act on that it's my understanding i might be wrong the provost bruce has these following options uh she after conferring with her with her inner circle she can drop the case um against us she could possibly come up with some kind of a uh written reprimand or she might pursue Oh, kind of losing you, Andrew. I'm sorry. So that last option is to form a faculty committee, and then that would be like a like a okay. a trial. So there are different steps to be taken. Okay, mm -hmm. he's, he's uh, <laughs> There we go. go. <laughs> uh, go ahead. What what were you saying? Oh well, you know, I have been through this before, so I. I mm -hmm. I'm a little bit less uh, jumpy than than Andrew has been. I understand it because the first time around, it's you know, it's it's sleepless nights and um, costs a lot of money. I mean, you have to pay two of your monthly salaries or more um, just to fund your legal battles against yeah. your employer, and you also get a chip on your shoulder if you, you know, if you complain often enough or you do mm -hmm. these things often enough, then sometimes even if you don't really do it, you <laughs> you are, you know, yeah. Yeah. They 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 um keep watching you. So that's how I feel at this point. And right. It's you know, it's what it is. So it's a it's a waiting game. It's not something right. That will be decided quickly, I think. Right. Um, Wolfgang, I don't know if you can speak for some of the organizations that you're a part of or just kind of like if 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 you have a a, a finger on the pulse of just the, the student community of those people that would be, you know, that are behind um, Professor Gruber and, um, and Andrew, um, Professor Smith. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what? How does the student community feel about this um, from from the people that you know are supportive of what they did? And um, is there any? I don't know. Is there anything on the on the on the front there in terms of like student action um, involving any of this? Um. Well, I don't want to. I want. I don't want to speak like too out of touch because uh, technically I am an alumnus now. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in constant communication with the student body as I was, you know, previously. Right. Um, but uh, one thing I will say is uh, students, students, at, students on test campus know what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and truth be told, kind of like what I said at the beginning, when uh, when I said I'm not surprised by this situation. Um, I think if you went and talked to some of this uh I think if you went and talked to some of the current students, uh, specifically the students that typically hang in a black culture center at Tennessee Tech, they will tell you they're not surprised by what's going on. Even if they don't know the situation, you sit down and explain it to them. Sure. Um, they they uh, they wouldn't be surprised by what's going on because, you know, 
again, their situ uh, their situation is stuff that you know we had to deal we had to deal with all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when it comes to uh, when it comes to Tennessee Tech, uh, they're very complacent, um, and that is that is something that I have harped on um, for a long time. Um, they're complacent, and then they try to wrap that complacency up as, "Oh, we're just not trying to piss anybody off." But um, if anybody truly understands like social justice work, activism, revolutionary work, if anybody truly understands that, then they know that there are going to be there are going to come times where confrontation is necessary. That's why I would, uh, and that's why like I would, I think it might be fair to say, you know, if Dr. Gruber, Andrew Smith, they want to. Uh, correct me but i think it'd be fair to say that i was kind of one of the few that when i found out about the flyer i was kind of like okay so what's the problem <laughs> right <laughs> you know, like, you know, there, there, are, uh, there are a whole lot of people that you know didn't have an issue with the action but they took issue with the flyer um me i was kind of like on the outside looking in i was like uh, i will 100 support all that shit um, <laughs> I, support, uh, I support what was put on the flyer i support you know it being hung up um where it was um and that you know and that's just how i feel on it because truth be told um if tennessee tech truly did not want that group on campus then they would not have allowed them to become an official tennessee tech organization but they did so don't um so in my opinion don't sit here and tell um dr goober and andrew smith oh y'all handled this the wrong way when y'all didn't handle it at all um, there, um, there's a, uh, there's a conversation that people honestly need to have in regards to tactics, especially in regards to this work. There are many different tactics. There are many different roles uh, some people, when it comes to the movement, their role is being a teacher, you know, for you, your role is in media. Um, you know, you know, everybody has like a different role, uh, medical care, uh, gardening for food. You know, everybody right. has a different role in a specific tactic within a movement and just because somebody's tactic doesn't match it doesn't make your tactic wrong it just means that i have a different tactic of going about it but that's the situation that we're seeing in tech um you have uh you have people who wanted to utilize a different tactic and unfortunately it didn't work so you had dr goober and andrew smith that you uh that decided to use a completely different tactic from them and and honestly if i was to be 100 percent honest about it uh, their tactic worked a whole lot more than not <laughs> not a uh, than the whole administrative committee group that Tech had. Their tactic worked a whole lot of more because, frankly, uh, we're here right now. Right, you know, like the word is getting out. People are uh, people are starting to hear like, okay, what's going what's going on at Tennessee Tech? So you know, in regard you know, in regards to what they did, I don't have no uh, I have no problem with it because at some point. At some point, you have to challenge the complacency and status quo that is ultimately that is ultimately being used to allow some of these things uh, that goes down in tech. Um, honestly, yeah. honestly, I was saying it last night. You know, it's kind, of, it's un- unfortunately, it's a pitfall of uh, liberalism. Truth be told, um, you know, they don't want they don't want conflicts. They don't want to uh, they don't want to mm-hmm. piss people off, and you know, they want to maintain the status quo and whatnot. And again, I, I understand, <laughs> I, I complete, I 100% understand, but, um, eventually we, eventually there comes a time where the status, the status quo and complacency just doesn't work anymore. 
Right. Um, and that and that's even on an individual level. If you're complacent in your life, then don't expect anything good to happen in your life. You feel me? Like, you know, even, you know, just kind of using myself as an example for as a college student, you know, if I'm complacent in my life, then I won't move forward in my life. And um, and that's the same thing when it comes to tech. If they continue being if they continue being complacent in their policies and want to throw out all these buzzwords such as diversity and inclusion, but they're continue being complacent in their actions, then um eventually like tech is not gonna go, tech is not gonna reach the heights that it wishes it it wishes it wants to reach. It will always it will always be a complacent campus where every other year, you know, we're having issues like this and black students' material conditions continue to get uh, worse on campus. And then additionally, we get more professors like Andrew, uh, I don't know his last name, D. <laughs> I didn't know how to pronounce his last name, but you know, because of that complacent, because of complacency, it breeds it breeds more reactionary uh, forces on campus. If y'all, you know, if y'all feel what I'm saying, yeah. you know, if you're complacent, then you don't have your guard up to stop those things from coming on your campus. And unfortunately, because Tennessee Tech has been complacent, there's been a lot of things that have gone that have gone down on campus that I have seen uh, that has, you know, that has angered me. Um, I have spoke on it. Tennessee Tech hasn't done anything about it. And because of, you know, and because of that, you know, it will lead to more uh, situations down the road. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I just oh, want to say one more, one more thing that, you know, Tech's, uh, adjectives they use on banners and everywhere else is bold, fearless, and confident. Mm. And, I, and um, I think that I've just always misunderstood what that means because I thought I was just following, you know, what they expected me to do—to be bold, fearless, and confident. <laughs> and I, I think Wolfgang, Wolfgang is, you know, is a is is a prime example for a bold, fearless, and confident student. He he speaks the truth. He's not afraid. To express um, his experience, and that's brave, right? That's bold, fearless, and confident. And I think we really need to keep that in mind. What the university um, expects of us, and you know, those are yeah, our yeah. actions. And I am uh, personally really inspired, and I think that's also why um, I have become more radical um, in my old age. Uh, <laughs> I am inspired by. Um, African-American and brown women who, you know, risk a lot to speak the truth. And um, they're, some of them are radically rude, right? They, they undress and they, you know, they, they show their breasts and they wiggle them in the courtroom as a form of protest. Now, I'm not going to do that <laughs> because I think that might really get me in big trouble. So I'm not going to do that. But that there is... There is a strategy. It's called radical rudeness, and it is to, um, you know, with sometimes with humor and sometimes with radical acts that don't hurt anyone physically. But that is how you get attention. And yeah. sometimes, and you know, as white people, we really we don't have the same risk. You know, we might mm -hmm. get in yeah. investigation. We might, um, you know, get some trolls coming to our social media pages. But we're not the main target we don't lose our lives over this hopefully you know, unless some vp can't handle his gun on campus i don't think i'm gonna lose my life right but but uh but a black or brown person or you know if you want to bring in the indigenous people 
um, who don't get enough attention um, in this country and whose history has been completely whitewashed, um, those people really risk something. That it's 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 a matter of life or death to speak up for them. They always get yeah. vilified, they always get attacked, they get harassed. So us white folks, it's on us to to counter that and to speak up. And this is what I teach my students, I hope. I don't preach that in my classroom, you know, go after racists. I don't do that. But I do teach the Holocaust in my classroom. I do teach, um, you know, coming to terms with your difficult history as an Austrian and as, you know, someone who's traveled to Germany many times. It's mm -hmm. important to face your your mistakes yeah. and, to, and, and to face what went wrong and not always say, well, we're the greatest country in the world. You're not. The U.S. is not <laughs> the greatest country in the world. You know, it's it, it hurts a whole lot of people. And if I am in the room when a person of color is hurt, mm -hmm. then I then I will tell my friend Andrew and Andrew will make a damn flyer. <laughs> and then we're going to take this flyer and we will hang it up. And if they want to come after us and discipline us like misbehaving children, please do that. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a definitely a good reason to be um, you know, to to have, you know, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna be disciplined for something, then then it might as well be something like this. It's oh totally, yeah. Yeah, totally. I I mean it's I, and as just kind of echoing what you're saying and what, what Wolfgang is say, was saying as well, just like, you know, the status quo is always going to stay the same unless people like you and people, you know, who are, who are involved in any sort of activism are agitating. That's the only way, you know, through mass movements, mobilizations of people, you know, Wolfgang, you're, you're you call yourself a revolutionary. I mean, it's incredible because that's exactly what it takes for and will take eventually for full liberation. And it's just these little acts like these that over time, you know, hopefully will will lead to to real fundamental change. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to kind of wrap up here a little bit. But if anybody just has like a quick short um, thing to say as we wrap up, uh, please go for it. I, I just got home. I think I might have a better connection. I wanted to answer one of your questions that you asked yes. earlier when I was driving. So um, what we've got with the, the student organizations that I'm involved in and that Julia is involved in, they're becoming more aware of this. And they wanted to make sure that they got the full information. Like there's folks that never even heard of TPUSA. They didn't understand. So mm. they wanted to get all the context in the background and understand all the facts of the situation. But um, alumni, students, colleagues, colleagues from tech and co colleagues outside of tech are now mobilizing in support. Some of them have chosen to write letters to the institution. Uh, people are getting involved in helping Shoot, it always seems to happen about 30 seconds in. <laughs> Andrew, uh, we, you froze. Um, so if you pop back in, um, you know, within the next, uh, you know, couple, uh, minute or so, then please, we'd love to have you finish your thought. Um, but if, if either um, um, Wolfgang or, uh, you know, Professor Gruber, if either of you have anything else you would like to say before we wrap up, uh, please, please go for it. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, go oh. ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just going to say that, um, you know, one thing that I one thing I tell people all the time is because I, you know, I I spent a lot of time, you know, identifying the issues. But, um, you know, as I've kind of grown, I've told people that I need to spend equally enough time of giving solutions and, and whatnot. Mm. So um, in regard, and, you know, and this ain't and this just doesn't apply for uh, Tennessee Tech as a, a Tennessee Tech, but it applies to the whole state of Tennessee as a whole, because I really uh, I personally feel like uh, we're going through a. Uh, we're going through kind of a war period right now. 
uh, <laughs> with all the uh, with all the legislative bills being passed. So yeah. uh, I 100 percent believe that um, like like uh, people are gearing up for something that I don't like. I'll put it like that. So, um, you know, with that in mind, I always tell people um, if you're if you're looking and I'm just, you know, talking to talking to everybody that's viewing right now. Um, if you're wondering on some things on some things, what to do uh, in regards to Tennessee, uh, one thing I would tell you is please join a radical organization. And um, when I say, you know, radical, I mean that like specifically, um, you know, join join one and or, you know, and organize around the issues that are affecting Tennessee Tech. And then I mean, not Tennessee Tech, my bad, Tennessee. Sorry. And then addition and then additionally, along along with that organization, there needs to be mass political education work. Um, so that way, you know, every you know, everybody has everybody has a full understanding of the issues that affect uh, uh, Tennessee. And then um, from there, we will be able to effectively mobilize and strategize against a lot of the uh, key issues going on um, in our state. And um, and like Dr. Gruber said, uh, was it radical, Matt, radical rudeness? Radical and rudeness. That's um, and unfortunately, that's when it comes to Tennessee, that's what I think it, um, it has to take um, simply simply because uh, we are so overwhelmed here. So, you know. I, I always preach on that, you know, the oppressed people within Tennessee, we need to make sure we stand um, with strength and power um, because I don't, um, I firmly don't believe uh, we are outnumbered at all uh, in mm -hmm. Tennessee. I think, I just think people are disorganized or not, or, or not in an organization. So um, once they be disempowered. Exactly. Maybe. And so, um, I firmly believe once we start getting people involved in radical organizations that are truly fighting for the liberation of Tennesseans, and then additionally that's spreading to the rest of the country in the world globally, then um, then it's going to be kind of it's going to be kind of hard to like uh, to effectively fight back against all this stuff. That's why I tell people, hey, if you come across a radical organization, um, join it, and if there ain't one in your area. Then do it yourself. <laughs> you know, you Hell got yeah. you got all the power you got all the power you need. Um, you know, we we got these, we got these all the time now. So, you know, it's easy for us to reach out to folks to get, you know, get some ideas. So yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to tell, you know, everybody watching today, um, if you're wondering what to do, join a radical organization. Make sure, uh, make sure you read, research, read all the information, and make sure that their principles align with your principles. Join that organization, get some political education, and let's mobilize and fight back against a lot of these issues. And if ain't one in your area, make one. So, it's great advice. Yes. Hey, I stand with you. I stand with you too. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfgang Bronner is an amazing colleague and comrade. And uh, and uh, when we had the MLK class, uh, you know, we studied uh, um, Kingian nonviolence, Kingian theology, the rhetoric of nonviolence. We studied anti-racism for white people. I had one day where I only spoke to the white students about anti-racism, but uh, we had uh, a whole unit on the Black Power movement. And I remember that day and Wolfgang and then later future uh, African-American or black students that took that same class pulling me aside and saying, well, you know what, Mr. Smith, I kind of identify with these people, you 
know, a little bit more because of their of because of their bold, fearless confidence in uh, in the need for empowerment and the need to take pride in oneself and to feel confident in oneself when you've been so historically uh, marginalized and oppressed by this uh, by this racist uh, patriarchal capitalist system. I just you know, I have a hard time with uh with watering down the vocabulary sometimes, and that's why I've started to use the term white supremacy because I feel it is more yeah. a more clinical a more clinical term for, for what sure. we are up against in the in this nation that was founded on uh, on Indian graves and the blood of slaves. And so we need to turn this thing back. We need reparations. We need uh, we need to return some of the lands to their original um, inhabitants, and mm-hmm. we need to take a step back and allow young people like Wolfgang. Uh, the platforms and the voice that they need and, and, and his colleagues and comrades in his communities that are, as he said, studying, uh, uh, who have gone to, to school on this. So mm-hmm. Wolfgang took me to school. I mean, he was the professor today. I was just his, I was just his, uh, his student today as far as I, this conversation goes. That's awesome. Uh, Dr. Gruber, any final words? No, just I, I teach my students to be defiant. You know, that's yeah. the biggest compliment. I said that yesterday in an interview too. If a, if a, Especially a female student comes up to me and says, you've made me more defiant. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have achieved everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, thank you all so much. I really appreciate this conversation. Thank you, Cassie. Yes. Yes. I, of course. I mean, I learned a lot and, um, and good luck, you know, with the rest of the investigation. Please keep us updated. We'll update, um, you know, our audience as well as things go along. Please feel free to, you know, contact us anytime if there's anything you want us to highlight and i really appreciate hearing from all of your all of your voices today and um, best of luck thank you cassie thank you you as well